Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. Jesus. Amen. I am, I am Pastor Joe Tyndall from the Law of Church. <laughs> and, uh, but most of all, I'm a child of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you're a child of God in Christ Jesus, somebody say amen. 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 That's wonderful. So, uh, and my dear brother, Pastor Brent's absence, uh, you know, we're going to continue to pray for, for his mother, pray for his family. Bless God. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm a mama's boy. I've made that clear to y'all a million times over. So, you know, when it comes to mamas, I don't play. <laughs> All right. So we're going to just sort of keep them in prayer. Bless God. Uh, I know when I got the call, you know, at first when I got the call to come today and I got the call on Thursday, I was just like, oh, you know, I felt this bit of nervousness. But then I had to renounce the devil in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because the scripture tells us to be instant, in season, out of season. Amen. You know, we have to be prepared. Bless God. That's what God called us to do. Amen. As ministers of this great gospel. So I ask y'all to pray my strength in the Lord. Y'all remember this uh, little old song that said, some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. To a home on God's celestial shores, I'll fly away. Come on, y'all. Here we go. Oh, I'll fly away. Oh, glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Stay right there. Oh, I'll fly away, oh, glory, I'll fly away. Mm -hmm. When I die, Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. That's one of the most songs that carried us through. Glory to Jesus. All right, let every heart pray. Father, we do thank you in the name of Jesus for your goodness, grace, and mercy. Daddy, we thank you, Lord God, that you can do all things but fail. So, Satan, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Father, you said that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. So, Father, we pray this morning that you will speak to us, Lord God, and speak through us what thus saith the Lord in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your traveling grace and arriving mercy. Father God, we pray that you will sanctify our hearts to hear from heaven. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen, amen. Woo! You know, it don't take much to get me excited. 
<laughs> All right. I always joke with them, man. I tell them, hey, bro, you better put on your Holy Ghost seatbelt. We're getting ready to move. <laughs> Bless God. The scripture today is going to come from uh, Romans chapter 10. And, 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 and honestly, y'all, when I, when I thought, Lord, what am I going to preach on? That was the first thing that came up in my spirit, Romans chapter 10. And, and really, I didn't even, I don't know how God's going to take us this morning. I say preach, it just may be a teaching message. It may be a teaching message, you know. It is what God's going to have it to be. That's one thing I know for sure. And we find here that Paul was writing to the Jews and to the Gentiles. Some people believe that Jesus was, some people that did believe that Jesus was the Messiah after they witnessed his death, burial, and resurrection, but then some didn't believe what, but they didn't believe what Jesus came to do, salvation. So some believed and some didn't. I believe we can recognize that in this world that we live in today. Some believe and some don't. Some will say that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He was God manifested in the flesh, and some won't. Amen? But in the end, they will all know. Bless God. So the Scripture begins to read in verse number 1, and, and y'all walk through this with me by the power of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Listen to what the Apostle Paul was saying by the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, man, my heart's desire. And if you say that out, he had such a strong yearning for those that he was once a part of to truly know the fullness of God's grace and mercy and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and who Jesus was and who Jesus is. Amen. Paul wanted to see the Jews saved, his very people, he wanted to see them saved. I don't know about you, but I have family members that they may know of Christ, but I can tell that they don't know who Jesus truly is. Come on, somebody. And Paul had some of his own people that he said, y'all may have known of Jesus, but you don't truly know him. Come on, somebody. In Romans chapter 9, verse number 3, it says this, it's for I could wish that I myself was cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those my own race, Paul said. That's how much he yearned for his people to come to Christ Jesus, to truly know who God is and who God was in the flesh and who God will be when he returns. Verse number two says, for I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. How was it that Paul could testify about them? See, because Paul, being a former Pharisee, knew full well about their zeal uh, of, of the, as a Jewish leader. You understand what I'm saying? Paul, formerly being a member of that same group, the Pharisees, he knew full well that they, had a, they were zealous for God, a God, but not the God. And it makes a difference. Because you can encounter people each and every day and they say, oh yeah, I love God. But do you love the God? Because the moment you say, do you love God in the name of Christ Jesus, you see some people just clam up. Oh, why did you have bring Jesus into it? One time my wife and I were talking to a woman that was from an island. And she claimed that, you know, she was a minister, and her minister was such a dynamic teacher and everything. And then we got, to, so we said, you know, we were talking to her about Jesus. We said, yeah, we worship God in the name of Christ Jesus and, the, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And she literally said to us, why do you have to bring the Holy Spirit into it? You guys always try to put the Holy Spirit into it. <laughs> Babe, we looked at each other like, yeah, it's time to go. 
you know? I wanted to stay, but I didn't want to get into an argument. You all understand? Bless God. You got to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? So I just bid her adieu and go on about my business. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, the Bible says this. Though I myself has a reason for such confidence, this is Paul giving his testimony. You understand what I'm saying? He said, because what we just read in Scripture there in Romans chapter 10, Paul says, listen, I'm willing to be cut off from Christ myself if it means that you will be saved. Come on, somebody. So he had given his testimony over in Philippians. Paul said this. He says, though I myself have a reason for such confidence, if somebody else thinks that they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. I was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regards to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, flawless. <laughs> Paul says, so if you want to run your resume next to mine, baby, I got you beat. But he says, but it doesn't matter what, uh, who I think I am. He says, what matters is who Jesus is. Amen. He was always pointing them to Christ Jesus. And church, you know what we should be about? Always pointing them to Christ Jesus. Bless God. Because in the end, our resume doesn't mean a thing without Jesus. Amen. When it's all said and done and y'all are sitting there at my funeral, bless God, I just won't hope somebody say that was a man of God in Christ Jesus. He truly loved Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. You see, the Jews were God's chosen people, but they became proud in themselves. And the Holy Spirit let the Apostle Paul know that. You see, verse number three says this. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. It's a lot of folks like that today. So who is the they that they're talking about? It's the, it's the Jews, it's the children of Israel that God had bought them out, their ancestors out, right? And, and they needed to submit to God's righteousness, but they were so proud, so puffed up, and so arrogant. You understand what I'm saying? They wanted to be their own God, create their own rules, put that yoke on other people's neck, but not carry it themselves. So what is the righteousness of God? Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is our righteousness. The moment we believe the gospel, we receive the righteousness or are in right standing with God in Christ Jesus. The moment we believe and confess sincerely and earnestly that Jesus Christ is Lord from our heart, from our heart, amen, we're going to get into that. I kind of jumped ahead. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. I'm excited and I'm starting to sweat. Y'all pray for me. See, because our God imputed his righteousness in our lives when, he, when we trusted in the gospel salvation of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So this morning, like I said earlier, this may simply be a teaching message. But listen, we got to get back to the basics, y'all. We got to know and understand, even at a young age, that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. Do y'all hear me? We have to know and understand that Jesus came and died in our place. And because of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we have salvation. Our soul has been saved. Our soul has been born again. 
Amen? So when they ask you in school, who is Jesus? You can say from your heart, not just your mouth, Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. He is my Lord and my Savior. Do y'all hear me? Verse number four says, Christ is a culmination of the law so that they may be, uh, may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Christ is a culmination of the law so there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Listen, we are not under the Old Testament law. Somebody should say, thank you, Jesus. Because we couldn't keep them anyway. Wouldn't you agree? And Romans, and Ro in the book of Romans uh, chapter 6 and 7 tells us that we are not under the Old Testament law. When we got saved, we are under the New Testament law. The law was, the scripture says this, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law was given to Moses. Amen? To point out to the people how God feels about sin. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful to know? Amen? Isn't it wonderful to know, church, that when we weren't fit to live, but we weren't ready to die, Jesus let them stretch them wide and hang them high? Isn't that wonderful to know? Bless God. That because of the shedding of Jesus' blood, we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? I told you all, this may just be a teaching message. <laughs> Bless God. But sometimes we need to get back to the basics. And the one thing to realize that goes along with that scripture right there is to realize that the righteousness that came through Christ Jesus is not of our own self. It's not of our own self. That's why we shouldn't walk around puffed up and prideful, bless God. Because best believe God knows how to send someone to humble you a little bit. <laughs> Some of y'all say, oh, no, not me. Well, keep on living. Keep on living, amen. I want my righteousness to be found in Christ Jesus and him alone. Wouldn't y'all agree? Bless God. Moses writes about this in the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. You see, under the law, righteousness was by works. That's why I said we couldn't even keep all the law. Bless God. Salvation today is when we believe and trust what Jesus has done for us. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, the Bible says this. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. Not by works so that, we, that no one can boast. There it is. Don't y'all love how the word of God answers itself? When the enemy comes to try to trip you up and says, oh, you just think you so perfect. You just think you all that in a bag of chips. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Amen. I bet y'all won't do it again, but anyways. <laughs> you can look him square in the face and say, no. No, listen to me, seriously. If it wasn't for the death, burial, and resurrection of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I probably wouldn't even be standing here talking to you today. Bless God. But because of love, Jesus placed himself in harm's way. You understand what I'm saying? And I want to make it clear to you, it's not only my own merit. It's because of what Jesus did for me. And I want to let you know that what Jesus has done for me, it's available for you if you're willing to receive it. Bless God. 
verse number six goes on to say this. It says, but the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. How many of y'all know that faith speaks? Faith speaks. God is looking at the heart of man. Don't y'all remember the story about when God called David? When Samuel went to see David's daddy, Jesse, and Jesse had all them boys. And, and, and all them boys passed before Samuel, and God said, I haven't chose one of them. None of them. No matter how good they look. No matter how perfect their resume may be. God said, I have not chose one of them boys. And then Samuel, by the power of the Holy Spirit, said, Jesse, do you have another son? Amen. He says, yeah, but he's a little ruddy boy. He's out there tending to the sheep. When he brought David in, God spoke and said, that's the one I chose. Why? Why? Because faith speaks. Man judges the outward appearance, but God judges the heart. Isn't that what the scripture said? Man judges the outward appearance, and God judges the heart. Here's a little squirrel for you. It just hit me. But you know what? Sometimes we, as so-called confessing believers, have it bad judging people, don't we? Oh, y'all don't want to talk about that in Panhandle, huh? No. No. But I'm just as guilty. Amen. Just as guilty. So just like then, just in this very moment, I repent in the name of Jesus. Amen. For judging the book by his cover. Bless God. Because that one that God sent to cross your path may be the very one that the Lord has a word, a rhema word for you. Amen. Be careful who you judge and how you judge. Come on, church. <laughs> I'm sit up here and start crying, man. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. See, is your heart full of faith in Christ Jesus or pride in self? Faith is not saying that you can bring Christ down from heaven or bring Christ up from the dead. True, true faith is saying the hope of my salvation resides solely in the finished work of Christ Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. True faith is when you can confess from your heart, amen, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you know that everything that your life hinges on it's because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost. Amen? <laughs> Verse number 8 goes on to read. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. Watch this, church. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, or you shall be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and with your mouth you profess your faith and are saved. Now watch this. Because when I was just starting out the gate in my Christian journey, I thought all I had to do was just say, Jesus is Lord. But I want to stand here today by the power of the Holy Spirit and, and encourage each and every one of you to don't just offer God lip service, but let it come from your heart. Come on, somebody. Because sometimes, as, as believers, bless God, unfortunately, there's some, there's some things that has to come from the mouth. Yes, it's confession. 
Confession comes from the mouth. But confession is the overflow of the heart. Y'all hear me? You, you may confess from your mouth, but it has to be an overflow from your heart. Somebody write this down. Faith is the root. Confession is the fruit. Yeah, y'all, I'm going to let that marinate for a minute. Faith is the root and confession is the fruit. In other words, when our life and lifestyle lines up with the word and the will of God in Christ Jesus, amen, that's how you confess Jesus Christ to the world. <laughs> Bless God. Many people can offer God lip service, but their heart is, can be far from him. Didn't the word of God tell us that? And I'm not saying God knows that we're not going to be perfect. The scripture already covered that. Amen? When you are truly saved, when you truly get saved, the Holy Spirit starts the sanctification process in your life. The Holy Spirit starts to sanctify us, starts to, try, starts to mature us, starts to cause us to take responsibility. Amen? Starts to grow us, starts to make us perfect. You remember when the scripture says, be ye perfect as I am perfect? What was the Lord talking about? He's saying you got to mature in the things of God in Christ Jesus. You have to mature each and every day, each and every week. I'm still maturing. I pray you're still maturing. Amen. If God has saw fit to allow his Holy Spirit to tarry inside of you, we should still be maturing. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. We have to be maturing in the things of God in Christ Jesus. And then you smile a little bit more. You have a little bit more peace. You have a little bit more joy. I was picking up a man right here because he wasn't smiling. Now he's smiling. That's my guy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You continue to mature in the things of God in Christ Jesus, young people. Listen, faith comes from the heart of a believer that trusts in the blood atonement of Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. Faith is the root. Confession is the fruit, Right? So when you truly, truly, truly trust in the blood atonement, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that's when you truly walk by faith and you confess it with your life. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that wonderful to know? And the reason why I think that God is bringing it this way this morning is because sometimes, man, some people like to make, make, uh, make things real cloudy and hard to understand. And it shouldn't be that way. Wouldn't you agree, church? Jesus already did it all. All we have to do is confess Christ Jesus from our heart with our life and stand on God's word. Amen? Don't forget this scripture, young people, and you little bit older young people. Don't forget this scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, and most of you already know it before I even say it. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. And it talks about salvation. It says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firm to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I pass unto you as of first importance, that Christ Jesus died for our sins, according to the scripture, he was buried, and he, he was raised on the third day, according to the Scripture. 
that Christ Jesus died for our sins. Amen? According to the scripture. That he was buried and that he rose on the third day. Verse number 11 says this. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Anyone who believes on Jesus will never be put to shame. Does that mean that Christians won't have troubles in their life? No. No. That's not what that scripture is saying. Y'all remember in John chapter 16, verse number 33, what does the Bible say? It says, I have told you these things so that you may, be, may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So Jesus lets us know right there that you're going to have some troubles in your life. Amen? But truth be told, if some of us never had any troubles in our life, we probably would never call on Jesus. Tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> Amen? But we also have come to realize that without a test, there's no testimony. Bless God. Verse number 12 goes on to read, it says this. For there is no difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. Same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. I love that. I love that verse of scripture. Because it lets me know and it should let you know that God is no respecter of person. Amen? Because see, some of the Jews had become so puffed up and arrogant and so high and mighty that they thought the Gentiles were just dogs and they weren't worthy of God's salvation. Oh, that doesn't mean nothing to you? Well, check this out. Some folks, even in Panhandle and Amarillo, think that certain people aren't worthy of God's time and attention. Hello, somebody. Some people even think that even in the church, there should be class systems. We fit this category and y'all fit this category and y'all... All right, but Jesus, but God, amen? The same Jesus that I call on, if that's the same Jesus you call on from the heart, amen, he is no respecter of person. Glory to Jesus. Verse number 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who calls, and remember we talked about that call. The call is not just only from the mouth. The call is from the heart. When you earnestly call on the name of the Lord, the scripture says you shall be saved. I, gotta, I, I tell you about an experience I had when I was there in Michigan. There were some Muslim guys that approached me and they said, uh, hey, brother, we heard you preaching and uh, Allah wants us to let us know that he's calling you. I said, the devil's a liar. And let me tell you, these were no little cats. These are some big boys. All right? One on each side. They say, yeah, brother, I'm brother so-and-so X and so-so-so Bay. And, yeah, Allah wants to let us, let you such a good orator. We want to let you know Allah is calling you. I said, nope. And so they try to ease up a little bit. And they try, you know, it was put the squeeze on me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And then them brothers turned around and said, uh, well, you know, we serve the same God. I said, nope. We sure don't. Because, see, what they were trying to do was trying to get me to agree with them. Hello. And, see, the press may not get you like that, but there will come a time when someone's serving an idol God, and all they want you to do is confess. Hello, there it is. 
that their God is the same God you serve. Come on, somebody. But everyone who calls on the name of the, the true and living God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shall be saved. Amen? Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Allah. No, Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. And what they were trying to do, like I said, be careful what you confess. Be careful what you agree with. You see what I'm saying? The scripture says, how then can they call on the, the one who they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who are willing to stand on God's word and preach the gospel in the face of the enemy. Come on, somebody. See, we have an order of salvation right there. The scripture paints a clear picture for us. We have an order of salvation right there. But you got you to gotta walk this down. Watch this. See, we have to be sent by God. We have to be sent by God. I didn't come here this morning only because Jared reached out to me or the other brothers said, hey, Joe, can you come? I had to be sent by God. Amen? Y'all need a biblical example to know that you had to be sent by God? Don't y'all remember the story about the seven sons of Sceva? And them jokers went out there trying to proclaim something that they had no power or authority in? And that devil whooped the mess out of them, did he? Amen. Read your Bible. I know my language is a little colorful. Pray for me. Bless God. But read your Bible. If you weren't sent by God, hello, somebody. You can sure enough run and get yourself into some serious trouble. So you had to be sent by God. Had to be willing to preach the gospel truth like Stephen did. When Stephen stood before the Sanhedrin, listen, he preached the gospel. He stood on the word of God. Though it cost him his life. Bless God. And the scripture says Jesus stood for him because Stephen stood for Jesus. The gospel has to be heard. Like Peter preached on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, the gospel has to be heard. And they have to believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. But how do we believe? Not just with head knowledge, but with heart knowledge. Bless God. And I'm going to touch on a little bit of sore, sore spot. But some people say, oh, man, I sure do miss brother and sister so-and-so. I sure do miss them at, there at the church. Well, I'm going to just tell you all like this here. And some folks don't like to hear it. But if they truly confess Christ Jesus, they would be where Jesus is. Amen? Now, some people say, well, you don't have to go to church just to show that you confess Christ Jesus. No, but the Scripture does say don't, don't forsake the assembly, doesn't it? Bless God. So what you do is pray that God will draw them near to him. Amen? That he will draw them in fellowship with you. Because there's a lot of people in the body of Christ I miss on a regular basis. And when they come to cross my heart, I pray for them. You have to intercede for folks. When Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Does that make sense? But not all Israel accept the good news. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our message? Many among them, and, and, and back in that day and in this day too, 
Many, many people do not believe that Isaiah's report because they did not trust God's word through Isaiah's preaching and the other messengers of the gospel. So many didn't believe back then, and they fell away, and many don't believe today, and they're falling away. But I want to encourage you, church, don't let it be you. Amen? I said from the outset, this may just be a teaching message, but I hope it's, take, it's resonating in your heart. Bless God. Verse number 17 reads, Consequently, faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. As soul winners, we have to preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Like I said, let's make it clear, let's make it plain. We have to tell people from our heart, not just our mouth, we have to confess that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God as soul winners. When you want to go out in the community and knock doors, please don't just be satisfied if a person just tells you, okay, okay, Jesus is Lord, so they can get you off their porch. Some of y'all laugh because you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been there. You know what I'm saying? And when I was young in the Lord, I thought, oh, yeah, that person accepted Christ Jesus. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They was trying to get you away from them. Amen? We can't just settle for mediocrity. Amen? But, and, and another thing is, this here in my notes, and I just saw it, we can't water down the gospel. We shouldn't water down the gospel. If you know in your spirit that, hey, that person is not trying to receive, don't water down the gospel just to please them. Come on, church. Stand on the word of God. Amen? If God has been good to you and he's brought you through danger seen and unseen, don't water down the gospel. Stand on God's word. Amen? Verse number 18 says this. But I asked, did they not all hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. That scripture is talking about the disciples. So Paul saying, did they all hear, Lord? Of course they did. Bless God. And, you know, that's the thing I do. I, I, I think about this. I thank God for Facebook and Instagram. You know why? And those, those social medias, because it can be a tool to share the gospel. It can be a tool to reach people who you haven't even seen in a long time. Or maybe a far off. It can be a helpful tool. Why do you think that the Lord allowed it to be created? Because it can be a helpful tool so that all can hear the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse number 20 and 21. See, we got there, y'all. I know in this teaching, sometimes you find yourself doing that Sunday morning nod. Amen. Bless God. But listen what the scripture says. As we prepare to close, we can go ahead and have our prayer response team and our, and our music get ready. Verse number 20 and 21, the Bible says this. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I, re I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. 
But concerning Israel, he says, all day long I have held out my arms to a disobedient and obstinate people. Listen, church. We as Gentiles were allowed to receive Christ Jesus because the Jews rejected him. Quite frankly, because they rejected him. Not all of them, because I don't want nobody to send me no emails or text me nothing crazy. Amen? But because the majority of them rejected Jesus, amen, Jesus said, okay, now you can go to the Gentiles. We know the scripture says that he came first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. That's what the word God says, right? And because they rejected Jesus, amen, God's word can't be stopped. And because of that rejection, salvation came to us. Bless God, us Gentiles. But it's, but it's not completely over, and I want to make this clear. It's not completely over for the Jews. God is not finished with them yet. Amen? But I thank God, I thank God this morning that salvation came to the Gentiles. Because if not, I wouldn't be standing here this morning. Bless God. If not, you wouldn't be sitting there this morning. You might say, well, I'm Jewish. Well, good for you. Amen? And I don't mean that in a bad way. But I thank God, amen, that God is no respecter of person. And the same that he did for one, he was willing to do for me that he was willing to do for you. Glory to God. If you will, please stand. Church, I want to ask you a question, pure and simple. Are you trusting, are you trusting in the finished work of Christ Jesus on the cross? Are you trusting in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for your salvation? Because that's between you and God. Are you confessing Christ Jesus with your heart? Not just offering God lip service, but every day of your life. When you claim to confess Christ Jesus, are you striving every day to walk this out? Do you have a heart of repentance? Do you have a heart of forgiveness? Amen. Do you love like Jesus wants us to love? And your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord from your heart. Or maybe you're standing here today and I don't take anything for granted. Maybe you're standing here today and you've never confessed Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're standing here today and you never asked Jesus to come into your heart. Amen. I'm not talking about your physical heart that just pumps blood. I'm talking about your soul. Bless God. Maybe your soul hasn't been born again. Please don't let it be said too late. No matter how young you are or how old you may be, bless God. Confess Christ Jesus today. Ask Jesus to take up residency in your heart and walk with Jesus all the days of your life until you hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Glory to God. Let every heart pray. Father, we do thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for your goodness, grace, and mercy. Daddy, we thank you 
Thank you, thank you, Jesus, that you said in your word, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, Jesus, we thank you that you are the only begotten Son of God. And, Lord Jesus, we confess you from our heart today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you look beyond our faults and you saw our needs. We thank you for your holy word, Father God. Master, right now in the name of Jesus, if I said, done, or thought anything that's contrary to your word, I repent, Father God. Master, if there's members of the body of Christ that said, done, or thought anything that's contrary to your word, let them have a heart of repentance, Father God, that they will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord from the heart. Father, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you that you're the ultimate teacher, the ultimate preacher, the ultimate minister, Father God. Jesus, we thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection and the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.